listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Jaden. It is 8.04 a.m. We're halfway through our show, but it always goes really fast, Jaden, so just keep enjoying every moment. We're really grateful that you're on the show. We're not happy that Lawson's not well, but we're really happy that you're here. Thanks Thanks so much. Hey, take uh, take us uh, down for the next quiz question, please. All right. Question number four. Question is, who found a coin in a fish? When Jesus was teaching him to render unto Caesar the thing that is Caesar's. Mm, I'll say that again. Good question. Question number four. Who found a coin in a fish when Jesus was teaching him to render unto Caesar the things that belong to Caesar? Mm, Good question right there. We're looking after the name of the person. Text us in your answer on 0491-064-669 and you'll go in the draw for the Revive Cookbook, number six by none other than Jeremy Dixon. You will not regret it. Just keep getting in your texts as many as you can. Hey, here's another great recipe. Do you like Thai? I love Thai food. Oh, you love Thai food? I'm a lover of Thai food too. So here, Jeremy's actually got green curry lentil salad with coconut dressing. It looks dressing. It looks totally yum. Look at that. You know, I actually made one of Jeremy Dixon's Thai recipes oh, did in you? book one not long ago. Oh, there yeah. you go. And, I and you guarantee it. it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I bet your girlfriend would have been happy. You, <laughs> you invited her over or you went to her place and probably cooked. And hey, so this one's actually got... Kumara, which of course is sweet mm-hmm. potato, right? Yeah. We've got courgettes, we've got coriander, we've got French green lentils, coconut, Thai curry paste, honey, all just yummy, mm-hmm. yummy stuff. You know, what I love with Jeremy's stuff, he also makes it really colourful so that it gets those saliva glands mm. going. But he makes it simple because I'm a learner chef, you know. I really You're am a, a learner, learner chef. I like how simple it is for me to follow. Yes. yes. Yeah, I like simple recipes too, even though I do cook fairly regularly. Okay. But sometimes it's a time factor, but I like to have the natural foods. Sure. I'm not one of those that's typically like what, you know, John was sharing, Dr. John was sharing on mm. the show about things that are made and thrown away. But, hey, again, that quiz question is, who found a coin in a fish when Jesus was teaching him to render unto Caesar the things that are seasons? Caesar's? Text us in on 0491 and you'll go in the draw. That happens at quarter to nine on Friday morning and you will not regret it. Mm. Hey, wasn't that really good with what Dr. John Ashton was sharing about, you know, being good stewards, looking after the environment. It was Mm. interesting, wasn't it, how he actually said... That, you know, God actually has des- – that global warming has become a bit of a political Absolutely. sort of thing. It's a really big push with that. And, you know, we've got a responsibility for the environment as well. But he also added with that initially he said that God has actually designed the environment to be, you know, the earth to go in cycles. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> the more you know, I mean – Dr. John Ashton is, is a very intelligent man in this field. He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just does so much in the science areas and, and, and in, this, in this case he's looked at in the environment particularly. And he says, you know, that the earth was warmer, you know, going back, you know, years back and even 200 years back or so and the weather patterns would actually bring rain to dry areas. Um, but I love that he then brought out the fact that what we can be doing is – um, you know, reducing consumerism, sure. you know, because now there's this mass producing of consumerism. Sure. People are just so busy, chaotically busy. Like, you mm. know, I, um, you know, what he was saying is, sure, you could probably relate to this a little bit because we're just that little, little older than Jaden. But I, you know, when John was actually saying about having the net bag, just taking one net bag to the shop, 
putting in your veggies and stuff like that and just bringing that back home. How much have things changed? Hey, what do you think about that? Yeah, we've definitely got so much waste now. And there's so many things that say that they are recyclable, but they're, they're still... You feel like you're doing your bit, you know, by putting it in the recycle bin, but it's not actually being recycled because we just don't have the the abilities the yet, capacity as a, yet to as do a it, society right? to be able to recycle all that stuff. So, yeah, just going back to that all the whole farmers markets mm. and and um, the things like he was talking about was yeah to me. Oh, that that would be the way, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. You know, one, of the, one of the things that I've got it into, what Dr. John Ashton was saying, was yes. uh, just starting to grow your own stuff. Yes. And, um, this right. year, we've, my first attempt at gardening, I planted a, about maybe 200 pieces of garlic. 200 pieces yeah, of garlic? Yeah, so enormous amount <laughs> that of garlic. That is enormous. What are you going to be doing with so much garlic? I'm just going to have to give it away. I went overboard. I love garlic. And you, I, just, I was going to say you really love garlic. I just eh? went overboard with it. So we got... <laughs> Very soon, so yeah. But it's it's been awesome because learning to see how God is the one that causes that thing to grow. Absolutely. It's God a, that you put that little seed in, that little bit of garlic or a seed, and it's God that does a miracle and causes it to grow. Doesn't he? In every way. And then when he sends the rain, he makes it grow even more and even more naturally mm. in every way. Hey, you know, I've got a pineapple plant that was given to me by... Um, an older lady in her 90s who just grows these things like wow. everywhere, just beautiful stuff. And I'm waiting for this to actually sprout its, you know, first pineapple plant, um, pineapple fruit, right? Because yeah. the thing is it takes about a year to a year and a half. I'm at the one-year stage now, so I'm kind of hoping for something in the next few months that something will sprout. But, you know, the plant just keeps growing, then suddenly this pineapple comes up, right? But I love the fact that, you you know, the flavour of foods is just so beautiful and natural Mm. and just so yummy. But again, in this this area of what Dr. John Ashton is saying is, you know, you say, you know, you don't have to then recycle stuff. You have your own food. You can use it fresh. You can take it straight from the garden. It's also better for us um, and we live healthier lives. And, of course, there's that, that series on Netflix at the moment that we want to encourage everyone to watch, Live to Be a 100, um, that also covers about the five blue zones and, of course, Loma Linda University where we've got our biggest health department area and teachings of, of the St. Davidus Church is in Loma Linda in the USA. And they cover that as well. And they go out um, to Italy and Greece and places like that. But, of course, the beautiful thing is is that there's this natural way of living mm. that we ought to all go be going back to in every way rather than throwing out things. Hey, we've got a few text messages that have come through. Would you like to read one here that, that came through late yesterday? Ooh. Yesterday we said hello to our people in Armadale. And, of course, just like today with uh, Corowa in New South Wales, if you're listening, would love you to text in but we had somebody text in yesterday from armadale would you like to read those two short text absolutely messages to us, Denita says hi guys i'm from armadale perth mm-hmm. listening to faith fm and vegan loving god and your show beautiful and then there was another one straight after it too also thank you for the shout out for armadale wa oh that's awesome isn't that fantastic that's so good hey yeah yeah so i mean the exciting thing is we know there's people out there listening that maybe are listening but haven't texted in sometimes before we get a text and we're just like oh here's another new listener and this one's from one of our new listeners listeners so 
WA. In WA. And, of course, responding to the fact that we're saying hi to the people in the small towns. So mm. hi again to Armadale from yesterday. Hi today to those who are in Corowa in New South Wales on the border of Victoria and New South Wales. Hey, we're going to jump into our Bible study because we're just going to be having that little bit of extra time today covering about how God became one with us and how he continues to be with us, which is really beautiful. And just want to go back a little bit into what we actually covered over the last couple of days to give the context of why we're then going into what we're looking at today. And of course, in Genesis chapter 1, we actually looked at the fact that God said, you know, in chapter verse 26, to 28 that God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth God created man in his own image um, and he created the male and female he'll bless them and he said to them be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and everything that lives in it. Now, this is tying in with our lesson study, but I also just want to point out, because oh, we had just covered about Dr. John Ashton, but right here we say that God is saying, hey, you've got dominion over the earth. You've got to look after the yes. earth. Yes. But he also says then in chapter 2, we read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, then the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Mm. Now, the Hebrew words there are abad and shamar. Which are really important, basically saying about you have this really important role to tend and to keep it, um, to look after the earth in every way. And so that's what Dr. John was sort of saying. Yes, God's created these cycles of the earth. You know, yes, these, these seasons are really important. There's, there's the driest time. There's the warmer times. Sure. But either way, you still got to look after God's earth in every way. We are called to be good stewards to tend and to keep it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. And so jumping in further into our Bible study time, we then unpacked um, from Genesis 1, 26 to 28. We then also looked at the verse of Genesis 3, 15, where we see the first first sign of the redemption story, the first sign of the mission of God. The mission is, of course, for the salvation of humanity, Mm. for them to be redeemed because sin has come in. God was the one reaching out to to, he's the one that reaches out to us, isn't he? But, Danuta, it's actually quite interesting. Like The moment Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, God comes up with a plan straight away. Straight, in, like straight instantly. Away. Isn't that a beautiful, I've got a plan. like what an, an amazing, faithful and abundantly loving God. Mm. Beautiful picture of God, isn't mm. it? And I know like for some people here, some, some of our listeners may have grown up in a home, um, you know, where there was abuse, sure. where there was domestic violence, where the parents may have had to split up, you know, go their separate ways, where maybe you yourself, you know, uh, maybe one of our listeners, you know, themselves was abused, um, you know, themselves as a young child even or something like that, but that there's been trauma through their lives, which we don't just say we're sorry to hear if that has happened to you. But And so the picture of God, you know, of God is often through our parents, sure. right? That's a, that's where we get our initial picture in our younger years. And if we get this picture of a father 
figure who has not been loving, then we can have the impression that our God is not a loving God. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful picture is that right through, from the very beginning, right to the end of the Bible, we see this picture of an amazingly loving God. And so now we actually want to bring that in even more about quite how loving, how this redemption um, passage that we read Read in Genesis 3.15. Actually, let me just read that verse one more time so that people who may have just been joining today for the first time will hear that. Let me just, just flick back in my Bible. It says here that redemption one says, and I will put, this is God saying, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. She, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Right there, the seed that is referred to between your seed and her seed, her seed is the one Jesus Christ himself. Mm, mm. It's got a and capital S as well. Capital S, which refers to then the fact that it's it's somebody divine. Okay, yeah. so let's just jump now. So, so to find out how this becomes a reality, because of course throughout the whole Old Testament we see Abraham, we see Isaac. Weren't you yesterday? We looked at Abraham, but through generations, everyone is thinking that is based. You know, those who are the chosen ones and on the lineage from Eve and the on the lineage towards Jesus Christ are hoping. That that their son will be the coming Messiah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And but we see that, of course, in the New Testament is the reality of this redemption plan actually happens. So let's go to Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen to twenty-three. Do you mind reading that for us when you get there? Absolutely. I'm also flicking through in my Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter one, verse eighteen to twenty-three. Please it says now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. In verse 20, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. Verse 22. Mm -hmm. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Powerful. Like just this amazing picture of the reality of Jesus Christ coming into this earth. And here we see, like right here, it says here that, you know, he was conceived of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Mm. But we also see here that it says his name will be Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. Mm, I love that. Isn't that powerful? Like there right there is that redemption plan being fulfilled right mm. there at the birth of Jesus. You know, the na the meaning of the name is right there. He will save the people from their sins because that whole, you know, the crushing and the bruising that is referred to in, um, in you know, in Genesis 3.15 
is about, of course, Jesus going to the cross. Mm. And what happens at the cross is, of course, that, that Satan was then thrown out of heaven. And that's the, mm-hmm. the bruising of, you know, the, 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 the heel. And so, you know, crush his head and bruising of the heel. And here what we actually find is that the meaning is about the saving. What do you, what do you like about the other one? There's another name that jumps out in verse 23. Emmanuel, God with us. I really, really like that one, Denuda, because it's, really highlights a God that's present and real and with us on our journey. Beautiful. It's not, it's not, God's not like a deity that's far off or, or just distant, out of touch with, with our needs, our wants and mm. the common lot of humanity. Mm. But according to this verse, it's God with us. He's in our lot. He's, he, he, he's, he's right with us. He's isn't rowing he? the boat with us. That's it. That's the way we can that's, it. that's beautiful, isn't it? And it, it, like, I love what you said. It, it shows how personal a God we have, hey, that he wants to be with us. You know, yesterday we also looked, in well, the last two days, we also looked a bit about the sanctuary service nice. and how that was a replica of what was already happening in the Garden of Eden. And it's the mission, you know, the mission plan right there, of course, the, the lamb that was slain pointing to Jesus Christ but also that the whole redemption plan was there. But God had actually said to the Israelites, build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among you, that I may be with you. But here's the beautiful reality, isn't it? Is that that, that then we're told here, his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. In flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. And so if we go also then also looking about the fact that he is in the flesh, let's also go to John chapter 1 because I really, Mm. this is one of my favorite. John is my favorite book. What's your favorite book of the Bible? Well, favorite gospel is definitely John. Okay. Favorite gospel. Yeah. Why why is that for you? Just because, so John writes at a different perspective. The other three, Matthew, Mark and Luke, are writing for, for a Jewish background. But John writes almost as like for a new person. He writes for a Greek background audience. So in other words, people who are fairly new to all this. And I really love how simple he makes it and how rich he brings out the meaning behind some of the life and stories of Jesus. I agree with you 100%. So, and that's why you know John is my favourite book too. And I love the fact that he makes it very personal. Yeah. That for me, you know, I mean, Matthew and all of that is really good. You know, Matthew covers the lineage yes. of, you know, to Jesus Christ. And, of course, Abraham's mentioned then, and we've got David as King David, you know, that, that, that we just read about there too, you know, but of the line of David. John goes back to the very beginning. The very beginning. So do you mind reading those first three verses? Verses in chapter 1, and we're particularly then going to unpack verses 14 to 18. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Beautiful. And can you read then 14 to 18 as well, please? And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Wow. 
Powerful passages. And uh, to be honest, today we're going to just, I can already see we're going to run short of time of some of the things we're going to be wanting to unpack. But we're going to pull out some gems here right there in verses 1 to 3 that you read earlier. It gives us really clearly that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. All things were made through Him. And so here we actually see right there where it's actually, John is saying to us, hey, Jesus is, you know, coming in the flesh in verse 14. Mm -hmm. But hey, He's the one that was there right from the beginning of the creation of the world. Do you know what I mean? He was the Word. He spoke the Word of creation, and then the Word, the spoken Word, actually became the Word in flesh. I love that. That's why verse 14, you know, when I'm giving Bible studies Mm. to, to people who are new on their journey, I love uncovering this passage for the very reason that they go, what is the Word? What is the Word? But verse 14 clearly unpacks that. It says, the Word became flesh and world among us, and he was the only begotten of the Father. And, of course, for, for verses further down, it says, the only begotten, of course, is Jesus Christ. So there, right there, we know is the word became flesh. And I love the fact, do you love the fact that Jesus came? He was tempted as you yes. and I were, so he knows yes. our temptations yes. in every way, doesn't he? He lived the life that we live, so he understands us. So when we reach out to him, he knows what we are going through. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, Jaden, we have our last quiz question here for today. Please take it away. Question number five. Complete this verse from the book of Job, for the price of wisdom is something. Mm, blank. blank. Let me say that again. Complete this verse from the book of Job, for the price of wisdom is Yes. So what we're looking for here is actually two words um, in that blank section, and it is from the book of Job. Job is a fabulous book. Mm. I love the story of Job. I read it at a time when I was actually going through a really hard time with my health uh, quite a number of years ago, and reading that book really gave me hope and courage that you know there'll be another end out of out of out of the hard time of of health challenges that I was having, and you know God has has really brought me through the other end, just like we. With Job, the blessings came in in um, big ways, you know, even though he lost his family. But we're going to mm. come back to that a bit afterwards when we go back to our quiz questions. But text us in on 0491 That question again for us, please, Jaden. Complete this verse from the book of Job, for the price of wisdom is something. Yes, and... Little hint comes from Job chapter 28. The text, text, text us in your answer, 0491064669. Hey, we were just unpacking before the last song about John and how God came to become one with us, how Jesus became flesh, um, the only begotten of the Father. I love the fact that in John chapter 1 verse 14, to 18, it says, you know, the word became flesh dwelt among us. But then it also says in verse 14, full of grace and truth. Mm. Isn't that powerful? That is so beautiful. Here's this God of grace doing something for us that and dying in our place. You know, he, he comes, dwells amongst us. And of course, we know that Jesus died on the cross in our place, gave this special gift to us of, that we do not deserve, but um, but he actually gave us this beautiful gift so that we can be saved and have eternal life. But he is 
truth. Doesn't that give you courage of the fact that Jesus himself is truth in every way? And here's the exciting thing. And we haven't got time today with unpack. We could unpack so much more here. I know, but we need to move on to the fact that Jesus will also be coming to be with us. Sorry, that he continues to be with us through his life and ministry. He came. But it continues to be, and I want us to go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. And as you're going to there, I want to read a verse that relates to John 14, 1 14, and that that we were just talking about while you're going to Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, 19, and 20 as you're preparing those. I'm reading from 1 Timothy chapter First uh, Timothy chapter three and verse sixteen, and Paul writes here to um, Timothy. He actually writes this, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed in the world, and received up in glory. Right there, it's all packed together beautifully of how Jesus was the one. Here's the mist, great mystery of God, the incarnation of, of of Jesus Christ, you know, that he came here in the flesh and he dwelt among us. He preached among the Gentiles and, and believed on the world, you know, as in he believed in us, hey, that, you know, he wants each one to be saved and then he's re- received up in glory. Of course, when mm. he was risen, he re- rose to the heavens. He's now interceding on our behalf. But, hey, let's go also to Colossians have you got that one there already? I sure do, Danita. Mm-hmm. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15, 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. Bible says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. That's verse 15, mm. verse 19 and 20. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Oh, That's having made peace. We were talking when we were off air, weren't we? We were talking about the peace of Christ that mm. comes, yeah. that there's this beautiful peace that comes over us. Hey, um, But, you know, through his blood on the cross that we actually receive that. What else are those verses saying to you? You know, what, what jumps out at to you? I really like verse 20, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. Mm. Because sin is a separator. Sin separates us from yes. God. As we read in Genesis chapter 3, the moment our first parents, Adam and Eve, sinned, they were set up, they separated, cut off. There was like a big gap or cliff between mm. man and God. And, and Jesus has come to reconcile all those things to himself. That's right, to bring back together, to bridge that gap bridge so gap. that so that all might be saved. And we also covered earlier this week, you know, from Genesis, how the, the beautiful, precious gift that God gave was our free, the free will, mm-hmm. right? And how Adam and Eve unfortunately chose, you know, to take of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and sin came in. But we now have that free will. We continue to have the free yes. will that God has given us a free will is for us to choose to respond to Christ or choose not to respond. Oh. And the thing is God is constantly reaching out to us, isn't he? That's mm-hmm. that's what we see. That's why also you know Jesus became became one of us. There we right right here in these verses that you've just read from Colossians, we see this amazing missionary nature because we know the whole thing that we're looking at is mission. Yes. But this whole missionary nature of God was completely made known through Jesus Christ because Jesus himself revealed his mission by being part 
in amongst us, hey. And one is, in his mission on earth, and the Gospels say, Luke actually says it really quite nicely, the Son of Man came to seek and to save, save the lost, yeah. you know, that which was lost. Now, we know because of sin we have all been lost, but by Jesus coming and then us responding to him, we are, we have that beautiful hope of salvation, mm. don't we? Mm. One of those, uh, one of the verses I'm just going to turn to that I I pulled out when I was actually studying this more too is Revelation chapter one verse five that says, "And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness." Yes. Uh, those two words are power packed, aren't they? Faithful witness. You know, he was faithful. He, I mean, we know that God is faithful in every way to us. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: Jesus came. He was faithful. He never sinned. Yes. He knew the Bible tells us he knew he who became sin knew no sin mm-hmm. that we who have seen might become the righteousness of Christ. Okay, where would we be without that? Where would we we we'd be without that? It was a faithful witness, never sinned. You know, the firstborn of the dead and the rule of the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us. I love this kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever. And another one here that is a beautiful passage, you know, in Revelation 3 verse, let me just find it, verse 14. And this is where, you know, um, John, these are the words of, of, of Christ, you know, to, to the churches. This is covering the lukewarm warm church, but it says, and the angel of the church of Laodicea writes, these that things says the, says the amen. So there's another, that's another term for Jesus. Says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Right there again talks about him being right from creation, yes. but he was the true witness to us in every way. We're running short on time wow. in every way but hey what's the practical thing that we can take away from some of the things that we've actually unpacked today just the fact having god as a present being god is a present in our daily lives we Mm. we see just in if we don't have time to unpack it but the life of jesus demonstrates so much how how much god cares for our life yes he really really cares and one of the things that gives us is peace and comfort as as we saw even in our news segment our world is in chaos there's uncertainty and calamity all over the place. We can get peace and comfort. And uh, Jesus says in John chapter 14, my peace I give to you. Oh, love it. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I love that. And we're going to be unpacking that particular one tomorrow. So we want to challenge you. If you're listening on our show today and you haven't given Jesus a go, give Jesus a go mm. in your life. Just say, Jesus, I want you in my heart. I want to give my heart to you. I want to live a life with you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, Jaden, we always like this time. I know our listeners do because they get the answers to our quiz questions. Mm. So we're going to shoot them through quite quickly because we've got quite a few texts that have actually come through like in that last segment, which we really want to read out. So, hey, here's the first question. As part of the armour of God, Paul listed the breastplate of Righteousness was the answer for that one. And we actually covered that one last week in Ephesians, yeah, on the armour of God. So the answer there was righteousness. The second one is Palti and Gadil were, the answer was C, two of the ten spies that searched out Canaan. Names that we don't typically really know or know, you know, refer to much. So people might not have known that way. 
Number three is who commanded the sun and moon to stay stay still? So, yeah, some, some we had all sorts of different answers for this one. I'm not, not sure that we actually got anyone that had this one right. Um, and so the answer here was Joshua. Joshua commanded the sun and moon to stay still. Some have maybe may even thought of Hezekiah where he prayed and, of course, the sun went back, you know, backwards, but that's a different story altogether. Number four, who found a coin in a fish when Jesus was teaching in him to render unto Caesar the, Caesar the things that are Caesar's? The answer there was Peter, the doubting Peter, of course. And here we go. The last one is complete this verse from Job for the price of wisdom is above all rubies. How good is that? So we had lots of answers coming in, of course, the, for the uh, uh, revived cookbook number six. You'll go in the draw for that happens on Friday. Hey, we've also had a text from, you know, somebody that's new out of our listeners and actually said, sorry, don't know the answers to any questions. We actually like getting, you know, knowing that you actually don't know some, well, that, that you let us know that you don't know some of the questions because here's the exciting thing. As you listen every day and you listen to the questions and then you listen to the answers, you get to learn from us about the Bible so much more. So it's actually okay that if you don't know some of the answers to the questions, um, keep on listening in and you'll learn in this space. Hey, also, we have got a text there from Alan. Do you Alan, mind reading that yeah, one absolutely. for us? It says, Morning, guys. I hope all's well. Could you please let me know what scripture you quoted that states environmental damage is a sign of Jesus' return? Thank mm. you. Well, I think because I, I was the one who mentioned that. Yes. In Matthew chapter 24, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 24, we're talking about some of the signs of the end, signs, signs of the times and the end of the age. And in verse right. 3, Jesus' disciples say, tell us what things will be and what will be the sign of your coming. Mm. And Jesus answers in verse 7, it says, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines pestilences or diseases, and earthquakes in various places. Now, fires is not specifically mentioned, but I was drawing the application that uh, at the end of time, according to the words of Jesus, our natural environment will be in a very turbulent state. Absolutely. So that one again is Matthew 24, verse 7. Thanks, Jaden. Just really great with that one. Uh, much appreciated. Hey, there's one here from Wayne saying, Hey, Jaden, 200 cloves of garlic. Good effort. At $28 a kilo, you'll plant 2,000 cloves next year. Oh, <laughs> 2,000. You could start your own little uh, garlic uh, farm in your own backyard. Hey, so Thanks, Wayne. lots of garlic. Really encouraging, Wayne. And here is our last one that we're going to read also from Wayne. Here's another one saying, Good morning, Danuta and Jaden's blessing speaking of mission and saving the lost brings this text into my mind from Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, uh, 6 to 9, and it says this, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Verse 7, the Lord did not set, set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the least mm. of all peoples. Verse 8, but because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has wrought, brought you out of the mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the house of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps his covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Thanks so much for that, Wayne. And that is a beautiful thing because there in Deuteronomy 
we really see also uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, it is, I think it is chapter 5, that basically the Ten Commandments are actually mentioned there again, but it also talks about because you have been redeemed, um, mm. you know, and taken out of bondage. And so this one in Deuteronomy 7 as well, thanks for, very much for those verses. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've come to the end of our show. I just want to say that I said earlier that no one got the, one, the, uh, one of those questions right, but Val May, sorry, Val May, you were the only one that got that one right, the one about Joshua. Hey, Jan, we've come to the very end of our show. We're just so excited. Thank you so much for being here. We're hoping to have you again. You may be back tomorrow. We may not. just depends on what happens with Lawson, but thanks so much. We've really enjoyed having you, you on this show and all the very best with your studies to every single way and we want to encourage our listeners to talk faith live faith act faith and you'll grow strong in jesus christ thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM